So, what's top of mind of healthcare IT leaders when it comes to cybersecurity plans in 2019? I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, executive editor at Information Security Media Group. Today, I'm speaking with John Houston, Vice President of Information Security and Privacy and Associate Counsel at Healthcare Delivery System UPMC. John will be speaking to us about findings from a recent study conducted by the Health Management Academy and the Center for Connected Medicine, which is jointly operated by UPMC, GE Healthcare, and Nokia. The Top of Mind survey examined C-suite executives in nearly 40 U.S. health systems to determine the most pressing health IT issues for 2019. So, John, for starters, the survey found that cybersecurity was identified as the top priority for health systems in 2019, based on what the CIOs, chief medical informatics officers, chief nursing informatics officers, CEOs, and COOs had to say. What's most surprising to you about the findings from the study as it relates to cybersecurity? I don't know if I would call it what's surprising. It's troubling the fact that that's cybersecurity remains a high priority for those individuals. It's also, I guess, in one sense, it's also sad because those individuals shouldn't be worried about cybersecurity. They should be worried about trying to do things like improve quality of care and improve outcomes. And and the fact that they're worried about cybersecurity is troubling. It means that cybersecurity continues to be a significant risk, and that it's obviously top of mind to them. So, John, with that said, what do you think? Do you think that the cybersecurity issue should be well handled by the cybersecurity team within the healthcare organization, so that the healthcare organization's CEOs and other C-suite people who are not intimately involved with security have other things to worry about? It would be nice that we lived in an environment and in a world where we didn't have to worry about cybersecurity. I don't think that there's an easy solution for cybersecurity, and since there isn't an easy solution, I think it is simply as a reality that, that they have to worry about it. So I would love to be able to say to my my CEO or my my CIO, don't worry about cybersecurity. It's handled, and we will never have a problem, and it is a thing of the past. We all know that that's not the case. That you know we are either one step ahead or one step behind the bad guys, and that we will continue to have to be diligent, continue to expend significant resources. We will continue to to, to see copious examples throughout not just the healthcare industry but all industries of of where the cyber criminals have have gotten a leg up on us and and have done bad things. So yes, as I said before, it's troubling that they have to worry about it. But at the same time, it is a an unfortunate reality and one which I don't think changes anytime soon. So now, John, you mentioned resources. The survey found that for the second year in a row, cybersecurity spending will increase at these health systems. In fact, no respondents said that their cybersecurity spending would decrease. And only 13% of the respondents said their spending would remain the same. The rest said their cybersecurity spending would increase, and nearly half of those said that their spending would increase by more than five percent. What do you think these organizations should be spending their cybersecurity resources on at this point? And you know, how does this mesh with what you're doing at UPMC? 
Well, I guess it all depends on where the organization is with respect to its, its cybersecurity program. If an organization has a mature cybersecurity program, they're going to spend their resources in, in certain areas. And if they don't, they may spend them in other areas. So it, I think it really is dependent upon the organization is where they're going to allocate their, their resources. I do agree with the general statement, though, that we're going to need to spend more this year on cybersecurity than last. And I think you'll continue to see that trend over the foreseeable future. So I've said for a long time that what we really see is that the, the complexity of, of the threats continue to go up. And as the complexity rises, I think so will the spending. So will the resources to, to confront those, those risks. So now, John, the survey said that among some of the things that there would be increased spending in includes both staff and technology. And when it came to technology, things such as firewalls, intrusion detection software, multi-factor authentication, and other technologies to prevent breaches. What particular technologies are a focus for you these days at UPMC? All of the above. We continue to evaluate our entire portfolio of, of, of products and technology to see which ones maybe don't do the job for us any longer or for which the threats have sort of surpassed. And, and where are necessary, we, we make changes. So we will always be looking at what new, better technologies exist to address that more sophisticated threat that, that we, we continue to see. So it, it's, it's everything. My team, you know, looks at technologies constantly, and not just new technologies or brand new technologies, but, you know, maybe next generations of things like firewalls or desktop protection tools or or whatever. We continue to look at what best suits our environment as our environment and the threats change. I always say technologies change, threats change, and as a result, security continues to have to change. And actually, our business changes as well, and that also drives the the way we need to look at our security uh, portfolio. Now, in terms of cyber attacks, respondents of the survey identified phishing and spear phishing as the most frequent sorts of attacks, and that was followed by malware and ransomware attacks, which were more likely to result in downtime, data loss, and data corruption. Any particular sorts of attacks that you're most worried about now and also looking into 2019 that you're sort of prepping for? Well, certainly phishing is is a big annoyance. And phishing is becoming more sophisticated as well and more targeted. However, for the most part, at least when it's economically focused, it's more of an annoyance. However, if phishing is being used to be able to try to steal credentials, then it becomes obviously an issue that then those credentials can be used to further some other type of much more significant attack against us. So, yeah, phishing is certainly a concern. Things like malware, ransomware, destruction of services, those are always going to be of concern because in each case, if you look at something like a WannaCry of a year or so ago, it was that next new whatever that we haven't seen before that now we have to respond to, react to, that might result in downtime or result in, in stolen information. Unfortunately, it's hard to prepare to confront issues that maybe haven't manifested themselves yet. We can certainly look at the vulnerabilities that exist within the environment and try to address vulnerabilities, by example, SMB1, and say, okay, if I address these, it's less likely that some new variant or some new type of malware threat comes out that's going to affect us. 
But until that malware comes out or that ransomware or whatever comes out, often we don't know what, what we're going to have to address in terms of security. Again, if it's something brand new we've never seen before, if it's a zero-day you know, a threat, then we're all scrambling because it may very well involve some type of a vulnerability or you know, IT failure that nobody even knew about yet. And John, what about medical device cybersecurity? That that seems to be getting a lot of a lot more attention from yeah. the FDA. How big of a challenge is that for you at UPMC with all you know your multiple locations and all this you know all the different equipment? Is it hard to kind of keep up with the legacy devices? Any particular tips that you have that might work for other organizations in terms of trying to get a handle on the cybersecurity of those products? Well, first of all, I don't think this is this is not a new issue. I mean, it's certainly been on on the fore of a lot of people's mind for a long time. And I think the challenge, though, is there aren't really great solutions today. There really aren't. There, you hit the nail on the head when you said legacy equipment. You know, if you look at medical equipment, some of which may be in use for ten years or more, and if it has some type of embedded computer. That computer could be 10 years old. It could be based upon a very outdated operating system or technology stack, which may be difficult, if not impossible, to completely secure. So you have to try to figure out ways to mitigate that the risk associated with that type of equipment. And there are steps you can take, whether it be network segmentation or otherwise, to try to mitigate the threat. But we are dealing medical equipment is, is and will continue to be an issue because, again, we're dealing with many generations of technology when we're dealing with medical equipment. So, John, what is the top thing you're working on right now to improve or to help address some of the challenges related to cybersecurity at UPMC at 2019? For me, the top challenge that I'm working on right now is dealing with the myriad of, of cloud vendors that we now use in order to deliver IT services or healthcare services, for that matter. And in the past, all I had to worry about was was securing the data within my institution, within my data center, and I could. That was my responsibility, and, and I was directly accountable. And my team is directly accountable for securing that information. But as I move to the cloud, I now can't directly secure that information. I have to rely upon those cloud vendors to secure that information. And I need to make sure that they're prepared to do that. Now, in the past, what I would do is send out a survey and questionnaires and other types of things to, to try to get a sense on how good that vendor's security was. Or I'd ask them to provide me some type of audit report, which may or may not be a, of any value. What we're moving towards and what I've been working for the last six or eight months on is an initiative called Third Party Risk Management Council in which I, along with a number of other large provider organizations, we've all gotten together and decided to set the benchmark and say, listen, if you want to do business with me and you're a cloud vendor, you need to become high trust certified. And high trust provides the vehicle for a certified assessor to go in, assess that organization's security posture, their framework, their, their program, identify weaknesses, and then go through a, a rating process, which is actually performed by High Trust, the organization itself. And if you don't get a certain rating, then you're not High Trust certified. And so what we've said is we as, a, as an industry group, as a group of providers, if you want to do business with us, you need to be High Trust certified. And our hope is is that if by being a block, working together and requiring this, we can cause the vendors in the healthcare space to sit up and take notice and say, "Great, I got to be, I got to go get Hydra certified." The result of that then is is that 
if all our major vendors are HYSTRA certified, any of us that then go to look for a new product, we can ask the question, are you HYSTRA certified? And expect the answer of yes. If you want, And if you're going to do business with me, the answer needs to be yes. And for all the even the smaller and mid-sized providers that maybe don't have the wherewithal, the capability to do those types of assessments, now they can, can rely upon that same HYTRA certification so that they have some uh, high level of assurance that the vendors that they need to, to partner with and they select are likewise going to have appropriate security controls and processes in place. And finally, John, you mentioned that it's sort of hard to predict what will be coming next. Any predictions about the top cyber challenge that you think the healthcare sector overall will be facing in 2019? If I knew, I'd be working on it right now and it wouldn't be nearly the risk. So I think the true challenge is the unknown. And all we can really try to do is put together a good program that is nimble, that can both address vulnerabilities that are known but really have the capability to quickly respond to and react to the threats that we don't know about. Again, I think that to me is the most difficult part of information security is dealing with that first time, that zero-day event that nobody could have predicted. That's, I think, the one that's going to be most challenging. And I think if you look back at a WannaCry or a Nonpetya, it's, it's that, you know, that it was something that just hit people, you know, smacked them in the face and And yeah, maybe you could have done some things to prepare for that, but it really, I think it just caught a lot of people by surprise, a lot of skilled people by surprise. So to me, it's the fear of the unknown, which the things that we can only sort of address, but try to be prepared to be able to quickly respond to whatever that might be. Thanks, John. I've been speaking to John Houston of UPMC. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.